Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome to Growing in Grace. Hi there, I'm Joel Berizaki, along with my good friend Mike Kapler. We're uh, in Waterloo, Iowa. We both work at a Christian radio station we just like to get together every week here on Grace Walk Radio, just talk about the goodness of God, how uh, the, the good news is spread out throughout the Bible. You can find this, the good news, God's love for us, anywhere from Genesis all the way to Revelation, and we just like to get together every week and, and talk about this. Well, you, you hit it on the head, Joel. Good news. That's what we've got here. I've got my Bible here in front of me, and it is filled with good news. Now, we may not have perfect understanding of God's Word, but one thing we can begin to understand is um, the, the unconditional love that he has poured out upon us through his son, Jesus Christ. And from there, there's just so much more to learn. And it is good news. I, I used to go to Bible studies, uh, church. Um, I read discipleship books, all these different things that I did so much of my Christian life. And so often, I think I would... Uh, walk out of those things feeling worse than when I went into them or feeling like I knew less than I did beforehand and and uh, just so unsure of so many things, feeling inadequate and um, insecure. And uh, it shouldn't be that way. But that's what religion will do to us sometimes. Um, it, it, it causes the very life of God sometimes to get choked out of you. We're, we're pretty excited, Joel and I, because uh, we had the... Uh, sort of unique opportunity, I guess, to uh, spend a little time with uh, Dr. Steve McVeigh himself. Of course, um, Steve uh, hasn't been to our area for quite a while, Joel, and it was fun because we also had the chance to sit down for about an hour and, and eat some lunch together. Yeah, that was a really good time. I mean, uh, I've known, I think both of us have known about Grace Walk, you know, for about 10 years, probably since the mid-90s. I mean, the Grace Walk book, I think, was written, or came out in, in 1995, I believe, somewhere around then. And we've been acquainted, we've known about Grace Walk Ministries. Um, and as you say, in the past, Steve has come to our church. But this is the first time, I, this is the first time for me that I've, I've met Steve. And I think the first time that we were both able to, to sit down with him for lunch and just kind of chat and just, you know, find out about his heart and and you know, kind of share a little bit about ourselves with him too. So it was, it was really a great time to have him to have him here with us. And he, he preached uh, at our uh, church services, and then he did uh, one thing. He was going to do was he was going to do a particular conference, but then he he kind of I think the spirit was speaking to him, and he ended up going in a different direction. I think many many people who came uh, to our church were, were were really blessed by by just the basics of the gospel message of the message of grace. Yeah, you know, it, in so many ways it, it's kind of deep uh, for some people, and in other ways it's so simplistic, and Steve is such a great speaker and does such a great job. I, I could hang out with this guy all day for for the rest of the year and uh, not get tired of it. He, he might get tired of me, but, um, I, you know, it, it dawned on me as I listened to Steve when we were with him and, and when he spoke at our church that I, I really, like so many other people, I, I need to hear this simple message of God's grace, this message of the gospel that Steve teaches. I need to hear this day in and day out on an ongoing basis. I need to get around other people who 
who think along those same lines so that I can exchange uh, different thoughts and uh, scriptures and, and ideas on, on grace because, um, you know, we, we've those of us who have been involved in any kind of organized religion or even, even uh, church, you know, throughout much of our life anyway, we've been exposed to so much legalism and so many things in, in the scriptures that really were somewhat misdirected. And so much of that seems to stick with you that when it comes to uh, the true grace of the gospel, sometimes it's it's hard to receive. I'm not really sure why that is, but I noticed when Steve was here, Joel, I was telling you this, I, I could almost feel this Pepto-Bismol feeling coming over me. But a relief it is. <laughs> yeah, a relief it is, and you could almost feel like, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you sort of feel like... Um, I'm getting this more and more. I'm beginning to understand it more and more. There, there are some things now that I can actually look into the Scripture through the eyes of grace and see things in there that I never really, really understood before the way that I should. Oh, Pepto-Bismol. That's well. <laughs> yes, you're bringing back some bad memories there. <laughs> well, I've, you know, those old commercials, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, they, they showed the, the when you took the Pepto-Bismol, it sort of slowly came down into your body and coated and soothed. And that's sort of what it, it felt like for me when Steve was teaching. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting this even more. Uh, and and that's the way it is with the scripture, you know. It's it's not just a book. It's it's God's word. It's alive. It's powerful, and um, it's it's one of those things that you can continue to grow in, which is what our program is called, growing in grace. And I really felt like I went through a little bit of a growth spurt when when Steve McVeigh was here. But I do have to mention this: uh, when we were out eating, the next time you see Steve McVeigh, ask him how hot the hot sauce is in Iowa. <laughs> Maybe yes, that uh, Pepto Bismol. We might have had some of that handy for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking about spiritual Pepto-Bismol, but he almost needed the real thing there for a minute. Well, I'm glad we're talking this out, too, because I just realized I was thinking about Alka-Seltzer. That's why, you know, what a relief it is. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking a little while ago, Cap, about how, you know, you'd go to church, you'd go to Bible studies, and uh, you'd end up, you know, feeling worse when you went out than when you came in. And, and I lived that for a long time as well, and I thought, I kept thinking to myself, there's going to be some time when, when all this preaching is going to kick in and I'm going to start feeling good about myself, but there's <laughs> something about <laughs> there's something about legalism that it's never going to make you feel good about yourself, because you're always going to feel like you're not measuring up, like, you, like you're just not making it. And uh, some of the uh, things that Steve talked about while he was here really hit home in, in a way that that I, I, you just never would have imagined. Sometimes we we read things in the Bible, certain parables, uh, certain stories, uh, and and we we look at them as moral you know, as as moral stories. Something that we're supposed to get something out of as Christians that we're supposed to we're supposed to start living like this. And when really they're stories about God's love for us. And Steve did give a couple examples, like um, in Matthew thirteen, uh, forty four and forty five, the parable of the the treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And the the merchant seeking beautiful pearls, he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all he had and bought it. And even now I'm looking in my, my uh, study Bible that I have, and in the notes for those two parables, the notes say that these are basically parables telling us spiritual disciplines, things that we as Christians are supposed to do. And I think for many years I looked at these parables like that. But, uh, Cap, maybe you can relay how, how Steve kind of 
gave us a, a little bit of a different understanding on these parables. Well, I'm the same way, Joel. I mean, I, I look at that first one you mentioned. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And I, I don't. Th- I think this is one of the. That was one verse. I think this is one of those verses that I've probably read. I don't know how many times, but I never really stopped to think that much about it. Maybe I've heard some teaching on it over the years. Uh, probably some some inaccurate teaching, I suppose. But uh, at least uh, just just breezing through it real quick. I look at that and I say, yeah, okay. You, you, you know, to to get to the kingdom of heaven, you sell all that you have, and you and you just sell yourself out. You know, just so you can have the kingdom of heaven applied to your life and enter into the kingdom by just selling out, giving everything you've got. That's how I looked at it. And Steve did kind of give us a, a different reflection on that. Also, the other one you mentioned, the, the, the pearl of great price, when, when he had found a pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Uh, that, that was the merchant uh, who was seeking beautiful pearls. Well, Joel... This was one of my wife's favorite parts of Steve's teaching when he was talking about some of these parables and things that we have been uh, that have been ingrained in our mind that that Steve would just kind of reverse just looking again like I mentioned earlier just kind of looking through the eyes of grace as as you look at the scripture and I'm just asking the Lord to to help me begin to see some things that I haven't seen in the scripture before no matter how many times I've read them but one of the things Steve pointed out like the uh, treasure hidden in a field uh, you go and sell it uh, and, and buy that field. Well, the gospel is free. You know, you, you don't you don't buy the gospel. You, you don't you don't buy uh, eternal life. We don't. There's somebody else who who paid a price, and his name is Jesus Christ. That's right. And so the the treasure that that's hidden in the field is uh, well uh, the parable before that the parable of of the tears kind of you know, the, the good seeds and the bad seeds, and it kind of explains how the field is the world. And and and, and so when we get to this parable, the, the treasure hidden in the field, the treasure is us. Mm-hmm. And the man who found it uh, and who sold all that he had to, to buy that field, as you are just talking about, Cap, would be Jesus Christ, because as you say, there's nothing we could do. There's, there's no price that we could pay to obtain the kingdom of heaven or to gain eternal life and it's just like wow you look at that and you say yes so many of these things we look as moral lessons and here god is just trying to tell us how much he loves us and yeah. what he went through uh by giving his son jesus christ selling all that he had you know jesus christ laying down his life paying the price for us to have the kingdom of heaven this is one of those scriptures joel it's kind of like uh, an article of clothing after you've taken it out of the laundry or something sometimes you have to turn it inside out or, or vice versa. And this is one of those scriptures that Steve did that with. Um, in other words, you know, we're not the one who, who, who buys the field. We're not the one who sells everything to buy the field. Um, the, we're, we're, the, we're the treasure in the field. Jesus, the one who made the purchase. And you don't just uh, turn your clothes inside out to look cool either. My sister used to do that. <laughs> well, I'll take all the help I can get. But looking through things, uh, you're looking at things through a different lens. Uh, oh, man, it can just shed some light on things. And then the next one, of course, that the pearl of great price. You know, need we, need we say more about that, that, that we are the pearl of great price. God went and sold all that he had. His precious son, Jesus Christ, put him on the cross, poured out his wrath on Jesus 
so that he could buy us. He, he purchased us. We are, we are the pearl of great price that God purchased because he, he wanted us and treasured us so much. But somebody just looking at that real quickly might have the impression that the, the pearl was Jesus and that we go and, and, and sell all that we have uh, so that we can obtain that pearl. But again, uh, eternal life, this is a gift that's free. And so that wouldn't make sense, would it, if, if we had read that verse the way that we've probably been been uh, trained to read it. And so, again, just turning it inside out, um, we're the pearl. And, and so I guess there's a lot of other scriptures throughout the Bible. You know, this has really shed some light on me just in my reading of scriptures in general, just looking for, not looking for the moral lesson that I can learn out of this. And sure, there's some stuff that we can get out of out of the Bible from Genesis all the way through Revelation that teach us you know what what god what the 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 works that God has prepared for us already to walk in them we can learn about about these things, but so many of these things it's it's people call the the Bible a love letter from God, and yet they read it as if it's you know some sort of a thing where he's saying you've got to do this or else or you've got to do this, and then I'll love you and then I'll bless you but look at so many of these things another one is the the prodigal son, and it was interesting because Several months ago, I had I had written, I think, in a news group somewhere about the prodigal son, and I, I said, you know, I don't really see this as the story of a of a of a prodigal son. I see this as a story of a a father who loves his son so much. And then and Steve kind of said that when when he was here at our church preaching. I thought, wow, this is <laughs> just such good stuff. Well, and Joel, I'll tell you what, we'll pick up with the prodigal son uh, on our next broadcast because we're out of time for this one. All right, well, thanks for listening to Growing in Grace, and we'll be back with you again next week. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzicki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 